Hi, I'm Alec, and I like Harry Potter. Do you like to sit around for a while? Found yourself a little pet crocodile. Do you like to just live in the moment? Do you like the stars, the moon, and the comets? What do you like, do you like? 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 Welcome to What Do You Like? The podcast where we get to know a person through their passions and hobbies. Today, we are in the wonderful times of November. Um, for those listening to this on Tuesday, I'm going to be honest, this is being recorded on Saturday. And we have a new president-elect that I'm celebrating. I don't know if everyone's celebrating, but I'm celebrating. Um and I hope that this leads to a very different 2021. <laughs> um, but I am happy to be in the moment right now because uh, my guest this week um, is someone I've known for his entire life. Um, I have traveled uh, Wisconsin with him. Um I've sat in the trunk of his parents' station wagon, and he is coming to us on none other than his day of birth. I would like to welcome my cousin, Alec Shover. Welcome to the podcast, Alec. Thanks, Jeremy. Glad to be here. And I mean, we've we've had a couple more states than that, right? Or were you not invited to the other states? I don't think so. Uh, where else do we vacation I don't think we vacationed together anymore. Oh, uh, Ohio. We did. Ohio. Sandusky. Sandusky. Cedar Point. Yes. But I think that's it. I think most uh, of our family, we really crazy. focus on Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. For for the extended family. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I mean, we went up to PA and I know that was with Dave. Um, picked up Sarah and then went down. I'm not sure if you were there for that one. We just like did it all in a van. Oh yeah, that definitely was not there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, something I, you remember. There's there's a period of time, basically as soon as I went to college, that uh, family vacations where I was no longer invited on, because um, usually I was working. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I did. I was not at a a job that I could mm-hmm. ask for time off. <laughs> it was like a, a summer camp, so it's like, well, I mean, I'm only here for ten months or ten weeks. I can't ask for a week off. Like, um, that's fair. But enough about our personal lives. I'm sure we'll get into it a little <laughs> bit more later on in the podcast. Um, but we are here to talk about the magical, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Something that you've been passionate about for a long time. Yeah. So kind of start the conversation. Where were you introduced to Harry Potter? Was it the books? Was it the movies? Was it a random TV commercial? How did this enter into your life? Yeah, for me, it was it was the books. Um, so my parents bought the first book for me. Oh, geez. Like, I must have been like, I was eight or nine, I think, at that point. Um, so it was a couple of years before, like in the books, you get invited. Um, upon, oh, shoot. Not, not boding well for passion, but like 10 or 11 years old spacing on whether it's 10 or 11 (laughs) i think it's it's definitely it's definitely one of those two (laughs) um but yeah so i was a couple years before that um but i started thinking at that point like 
oh man, like started out, what if this is real? Cause like as a kid, like you've got that vivid imagination and like, there's still like, as you grow up that semblance of like, still like mystical, like, oh, like there's definitely like some strange stuff that happened in the world. Like who knows, maybe like there's something else going on, but um, yeah, it all started um, when I was like eight or nine. Uh, parents bought the first book for me, started reading it, loved it. And I mean, just kept reading all the way through them as I eventually caught up to where I had to wait. I think it was like the fifth, fifth book I had to start wow. waiting for. I heard I published the more ones. Um, I think the seventh one came out when we were on vacation in Wisconsin uh, one time. I think I finished at the Copacabana. Um I that I do have a memory of you reading. I don't remember which book it was, but I do have a memory of you reading Harry yeah, Potter. I'm pretty sure I plowed through the last one on one of on on that vacation. Wow. So when you first got the book, was it something you asked about because like people were talking about it, or just just like your mom and dad was like, oh, "This is a book people are talking about. Well, let's give it to them." Yeah, I definitely asked about it. Um, so there, were, I had a couple of friends. Um that had read them and they mentioned it and I was like oh sounds fun all right I'll ask my parents for it um I don't remember if it was a gift birthday or Christmas or if it was just like a one-off gift um but like uh, yeah that was that was how I actually got it started reading it um and I mean I've read it a couple of times uh through since uh having completed them but that that was kind of where it all began. Probably finished the first round. I mean, the last one came out in 2007. So between probably like 2000 and 2007, read through all the books. Wow. So, well, I mean, on average, it's one a one a year, which is mm-hmm. I'm sure I'm sure you front loaded the front the the beginning because I think the oh, first yeah. one came out in like the mid 90s. I remember. Mm-hmm. I'm a few years older than Alec. Um, uh, we're not going to go into details of specific <laughs> ages, but I'm a little bit older than Alec. Um, but the first one came out like when I was pretty young and I didn't even like really get introduced to it till a few years later. I think the third book came out mm-hmm. when I get introduced to it. And I read the first one and I read half the second one. I don't know why I stopped cause I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. it just wasn't my, my thing. And I, right. I've thought about going back and reading it. Um, we'll see. Um, I've been saying that for a while. Um, so we'll see if I actually do it. It's a lot easier with audiobooks nowadays, but that is true. But I, <laughs> I, I have, uh, as a podcaster, I choose my audio, yeah, uh, intake as podcasts because I'm trying to increase the medium because not, no one listens to podcasts. It's not like it's the fastest growing, uh, platform, true. media platform. Um, so you read the books you finish in 2007 when did the first movie come out 2001 okay i'm pretty sure 2001 so like intermixed in between like i did like i probably read the first couple and then the first movie came out okay so you but you every time a movie came out you had already read the book yes yeah what was that like to like because I know a lot of people say like, "Oh, the book's so much better than the movie." <laughs> um, is that something that you would say? Like, is, is the, the the detail more rich and everything like that? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's something that you you probably notice in 
just about any uh, any series is that like there there's going to be more detail in a book than a movie just by nature of the amount of content in a book versus like how much can be covered in an hour and a half to two hours. Um, I mean, even just thinking back on. So aside from Harry Potter, like the series of unfortunate events, like they they have like all of the books and then they created the movie, which people just had like a big uproar because it barely covered anything. It jumped around a lot because they were trying to cover multiple books in one movie. But then they started the, the Netflix series on it where they were able to focus more time on it and you start to see a lot more of the detail. Um, so there's definite times that I'm, there's a lot more details put into the books in the Harry Potter series than there are in the movies. Just thinking back to even the half-blood prince um which is the sixth book in the series like there's a lot more detail about snape in the book than there is in the movie like just by nature of they have to try to fill up all of the story um whereas the half-blood prince was one of the lengthier books and they were able to actually dive deeper into like kind of who snape is um yeah yeah I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. And I think, but you didn't like dislike the movies because of that. No, I understood the two different mediums. Yeah, I I definitely understand that there's only so much you can go into in a movie. And it's like a book, they're like, they're catering essentially to different, different, but same audiences. Like the same audience, like people are going to love Harry Potter, but some like the movie industry, they know that people like to watch things. Whereas, you're not going to get all the same people that read it uh, or that watch it to also read it. Um, and so I, I'm able to go in and watch it and enjoy it for, yeah, like they're going to skip over a few things, but I can enjoy the story as a whole. Does that make think, sense? Uh, yeah, absolutely. That definitely makes sense. And I think that's, um, I think that that shows that you're, your your love and passion for the material is not exclusive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also important for someone who continues the passion. So mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to dive in. So we, the last book came out, you said in 2007, I'll trust you on that. <laughs> um, the last movie was probably a few years later, probably mm-hmm. 2010, 11, maybe. Yeah. I don't remember the dates of the Something movies too like much. That. Um, but we're now in 2020, and right. it's still something that you, you you're passionate about. What has kind of led to like a continued love for that? Because I mean, I'm I'm definitely a person that when I consume media, a lot of times like, okay, I did that, that was mm-hmm. good, and then very rarely do I go back to it, with few exceptions. I can watch Jurassic Park, oh yeah, and Forrest Gump every day for the rest of my life. Those two mm-hmm. movies back to back, I think, are by far my favorite movies. Right. Um. But like, what what about Harry Potter is kind of almost uh, past the test of time? Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that comes down to the impact that it had on essentially on my development, and I didn't. And that's one of those things that, as you're younger and still reading through it, you don't really realize until you've actually taken a look back at it. Um, but like looking back at it, I can see. I can like follow the pinpoints, follow the dots to see how this actually influenced to a decent extent who I am today. 
um, just by nature of I did devote so much time and energy and what you spend your time and energy on is going to impact you. Um, and so looking back at even like elements of, so, I mean, I'm in the social work field now and elements of, okay, how does, how has this impacted my understanding of like social justice? Um, how has this impacted, um, even being on like spirituality realm, how has this impacted that faith, things like that? Um, and I can tie a lot of that to having, I mean, been reading and watching through Harry Potter through much of my developing life. Um, so I, I, I would say it's one of those things that I've just pinpointed and gone back and seen, okay, this actually impacted me in a large way to understand I'm a different, different changed person as a result of it. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you are who you are today. It, not entirely through this, through right. Harry Potter, but right, right, obviously right. it had a huge impact. And I kind of want to touch bit, like kind of dig in on a couple of things you said. Yeah, absolutely. So, like you now are in the, in the social work field. Mm-hmm. What about Harry Potter? When you look back, like had kind of influenced you into kind of that field. Right. Um, so, I mean, if, if you have read them or watched them, you kind of notice there's an underlying, um, culture surrounding interactions between i mean there's an element that's not too far removed from what can be compared to like hitler and nazism like there's there's a difference between like what what they refer to as the purebloods the half-bloods and um what the um those purebloods would call mudbloods the people born to non-magical parents um and so there's this total like classism hierarchy um, and total mistreatment of people. And over time, those pure bloods, they gain power like through Voldemort and um, they gain power and are actually able to persecute those that have been born to non-magical parents, been born to um even like one non-magical one magical um and you start to see them actually implementing policies in the ministry of magic um to specifically impact that uh impact those people groups um and so as i'm working now in the social work field and i mean even as we talk now i'm like in the midst of i mean everything going on in this nation where there is so much tension between different races, different classes, different ages. Um, there's so much tension and I've been able to correlate that and see like just a, an element of systemic racism in our, in our country today and been able to see how that's one of those things that like not everyone can like see or like tell that systemic racism is happening. But I think that having read through the Harry Potter books that even not noticing it at the time, it kind of developed my mind to understand, oh yeah, like in this book, you can see them developing policies to specifically put down the non-magical parentage, um, wizards and witches. And I mean, we've just got a ton of policies in, in our day and age now that specifically I mean, negatively impacts the black African-American 
Asian populations and so on. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that, uh, that is something that I didn't even really think of, but yeah. And I wonder what that impact like on a society as a whole. Cause I mean, Mm -hmm. our generation grew up with Harry Potter. Like, so I wonder if that has affected our generation wanting to have those conversations and um, Mm -hmm. like addressing it. And, and, Obviously, there are there's still a lot more work to be done, oh, yeah. but I definitely think that we are, at the very least, acknowledging it. And I wonder if mm-hmm. how much of a of a uh, how much Harry Potter had to play in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting that you can identify even in yourself um, that you changed in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing you mentioned was your faith and. You're definitely. I. I don't think it's a surprise to for me to say you're you you view yourself as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You're you follow that faith, and I want. I find it interesting because a lot of the more conservative Christian views have always viewed Harry Potter as, oh, that's the devil's work. Right. Um. That is, like witchcraft is the the, the worst and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that. Like, you were able to kind of find your faith through that. Now, was that mm-hmm. exclusively through Harry Potter? Or was it also your social group around you and your your Harry Potter fandom? Um, yeah. So a lot of it was um, was the social group around me. Um, so I mean, just a little piece. Like I didn't find myself actually like diving into the Christian faith until I was around sixteen, which was right around the time that the last book came out. Um. So like, I didn't, it was again, one of those things that I didn't fully realize. It was one of those things that was kind of Harry Potter was one of the things that was kind of paving the way, um, for me to see it again, like subconsciously. Um, and so it wasn't something that I was necessarily reading as a kid, as a Christian. Um, but as I look back, I'm like, okay, I can actually see how that paved the way. Um, and a few, just in a few elements, one, I, it actually trained me to have a sense of wonder. Um, that I mean, you you get that as a kid, um, mm-hmm. just in general. Um, but just the whole idea of like, oh, like there's there's something more. Like as Harry's living as a kid, as like Muggles, they just go about their every day like nothing is happening. Um, they have no idea that there's this whole other world, uh, this whole other piece that's going on. Um. And like that kind of paved the way to where, like, once I actually started um, exploring my faith, I started seeing, okay, I think that there's like that paved the way for me to understand, whoa, like thinking as a kid, there could be more. And now like all of a sudden I start going to church and things and I realized, oh wait, there, there could be more. Um, And so that was one of the things that started to kind of open the door for me. to even start to explore that realm um yeah interesting i think i think it's a, a good perspective to kind of here because again we i think it's the louder voices in society are very much a lot more negative in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um but it's kind of good to see like the like the positive growth that's a, a type of media can have on someone mm-hmm. um and I do want to kind of to dive in a little bit on that friend group. Mm-hmm. So 
the friend group you had, they were, were they friends because of Harry Potter or you just kind of were friends? It just naturally, if you're going to be friends, you're going to have the same interests. Uh, for the most part, like if we have my, most of my friends, like we had very similar interests. Um, and so we had read the Harry Potter books and like that led to like a lot of interactions with one another where we did, we geeked out about, um, things that we read in the books that like, oh, I didn't catch that from the other person and like just able to kind of talk more about that. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, there, that's just a whole different element of like, you connect, you connect with the people, you know, like you're most likely to spend time around people that you connect with just by nature of, by nature of relationship. Sure. Oh, that's interesting. So like now it's kind of looking in, in that, that friend group and kind of who you were, mm-hmm. was Harry Potter like the only literature you were consuming or was it like just the, the largest, most well-known at the time? I think it was the largest, most well-known at the time. I'm, I mean, I had also, I had also started reading the Narnia books, which, um, I mean, those are fairly common knowledge, like tied to Christian faith. Um, mm-hmm. But like that was another piece that we would we would talk about, um, and it would be like we would watch, uh, we would uh, read through those as part of like youth group and things like that. Um, but I mean, even to what you said, like when we were actually like in church, the discussion of harry potter wasn't like too present it was mostly like when we would hang out discuss like outside um yeah for the same reason like i've, I've had friends that their parents just didn't want them reading the harry potter books because they felt like it was yeah i mean unwholesome as far as like yeah christian standards yeah i, I had one friend who uh, told the story recently that he uh his neighbor came over they were like, mm-hmm. I think like six or seven. His neighbor came over and her her family is very conservative and they went to turn on Power Rangers and she's like, I have to go. Oh. I can't watch Power Rangers. <laughs> and she and my, my friend was like, well, we're watching Power Rangers. So, <laughs> so she just went home. <laughs> and I just think like looking back at how kind of we grew up, that was not necessarily i mean we had no restrictions i mean yeah your, I mean, your we, father we went uncle, scary movie yeah. scary movie uh what you were what seven i think yeah probably right around there my brother who's a year younger than you is six mm-hmm. i was by 10 no i guess maybe you're maybe a little older because i remember i was 11 and i had the entire time i was there i had to pretend i hadn't seen it yet even though <laughs> Like a few weeks earlier, I snuck into it and watched it with a friend. Um, <laughs> it's the only movie I ever snuck into. And we basically immediately got caught by my friend's dad, but he didn't say anything um, when he picked us up. Uh, and then right after that, when we went to the movie, I had to like, pretend I had never seen it. <laughs> um, so I learned my lesson. Like, oh, man, I can wait a few more years to to see that. Or just wait till it's on DVD or whatever. I, like, I was a goody two-shoes overall as a kid mm-hmm. um but yeah that's that's really interesting like you and even within you were almost 18 at that point when you started to go to church and stuff like that even then you still felt like you had to hide it um not necessarily hide it but like yeah you understood your audience 
Yeah, like you, you understand, like, like you speak in certain about certain things around certain groups of people. Like um, it was just one of those things you learn. Yeah, but there's still like a large enough group that they like the love of Harry Potter, and mm-hmm. I think that shows like the the cultural impact, like across all different groups, the impact Harry Potter has had. Um. So now, now you're an, you're an adult. You have a mm-hmm. full time job. You've you have a master's degree. Mm-hmm. Um. What kind of keeps you involved in Harry Potter? Like uh, you said, you've read through it multiple times. Like mm-hmm. what kind of keeps you going back? Um, so, I mean, a part of it now is especially even like connecting with the next generation. Um, so my nieces and nephews um, out here have been going through the books uh, with their parents. Um, and so being able to share that with them and see them actually process through and enjoy it on their own and be able to like actually engage in a conversation with them uh, and their parents um my brother and sister-in-law uh, are both like again are people of faith as well um they are christians and as they're reading through it uh, they are persisting and asking questions of them like do you think that like this group of people, these wiz- uh, witches and wizards, are in the right? Are they in the wrong? Like, how are they? Like, how would you have treated these people? Um, and so they're actually even processing through that with them, um, which is something that I didn't get as as a kid reading through them necessarily because I was reading through them on my own. Um, but and so I more unconsciously pick things up, but they're getting the more specific. Um, like questioning and processing of it and being able to actually experience it with them. And I've, I've got a couple of wands, a sorting hat, like a few like robes and stuff that like, well, I mean, as far as robes goes, I just use my high school graduation gown. Um, <laughs> but like we, I, I can like bring those things over and we can like have like duels with the wands and we can like have, we had like they had one of them, I think shared birthday party where like it was Harry Potter themed. So like we brought the sorting hat and they, they went around and they sorted everyone with the sorting hats into their different houses. And um, just being able to like watch them develop in that sense of wonder um, and develop in um, just understanding like how best to treat other people um, and actually being able to engage them in that. Um, because I mean, everyone knows kids love to play um, and they love it. Like when you can play and show excitement around what they're enjoying playing with. Um, and so being able to, and they're, they're now nine and 10. Um, and so being able to join them in just the world of Harry Potter, um, not to mention also, I did get to go to Harry Potter world, um, last year, uh, which was just a light. I was going like, to ask about that. Was, was it like a pilgrimage experience? Like, essentially, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was funny because uh, my wife's, uh, I guess my uh, mother and father-in-law. So I, I say these things like I kind of dally back to them for those that don't know. I, I just got married in this past year. Um, right yeah, before the pandemic. That was right the last before. time I, basically the last time I left my house was for your <laughs> wedding. Um yeah it's crazy right like thinking back to like 
wow like everyone was hugging and kissing and like it was yeah. it was like it, it was like nothing was happening no one and wore I, a mask yeah. I, even ex- I don't think masks exist at that point i'm i'm not <laughs> confident about that but <laughs> um but yeah so like just being with them as they as they engage in that but also uh, sorry, we're, we're back to like the Harry Potter world. Yeah, um, your, so your pilgrimage. Yeah, my in-laws um, had taken uh, my wife, who was then my girlfriend, uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago. Um, and she had asked if I could join, but it was just like a like parents and daughter um, thing. And so like I, I experienced the torment of like my really good girlfriend is going and like I just get to like see the pictures and stuff um but like in similar fashion like her mom was more of the like I don't want to necessarily engage in that but now like as she's seeing so many people around her engaging in it and seeing the good in um the series that she's at like that was her favorite part of all of Universal Studios um and so when I finally got to go it's like if you haven't been like it is and I've, it's it's just been verified by multiple like it's one of the more engaging aspects of all of universal like it you feel like you're not even in universal anymore you're just like in harry potter um in the harry potter universe um when you walk in and it's it's just crazy like being able to like see going back to all the way when i was like eight or nine when Harry walked into Diagon Alley and now like I'm walking into Diagon Alley and it was, and I mean, Becca, my wife, she just like totes, like this is this, she took a picture of my face the moment we walked in and it was just pure delight. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's almost like your childhood coming to life. Like Mm -hmm. uh, I can, I can only like, I can relate to that. Like my, um, I grew up a huge wrestling fan, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I can imagine my face was similar. Like the first time I uh, w- went to a wrestling show, mm-hmm. it's like everything I've watched on TV is now in front of me. Right. And the first time I went to a wrestling show, not in the nosebleeds, like mm-hmm. I can actually see everything mm-hmm. I-, I see on TV, and it's not like really small little <laughs> things. And then the first time I actually went into a wrestling ring, I I, am, I remember it. It happened relatively recently, um, like just the the feeling of like being in that in like that space. And even though it wasn't in an arena, it was in like a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, like just that 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 wonder would be like, well, this was so much of my childhood. Mm-hmm. It's now tangible. Yeah. Um, and to think like something like Harry Potter, which is so fantastical. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's very it's a, it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. series but to have a, a place in the world that you can like step into it and it feels like you're in that that space that had to have been absolutely wonderful to experience oh yeah absolutely so like we had I think we had three days at universal um and we probably spent a total of maybe like i don't know like 24 hours there uh in those three days um but at, we probably spent a solid 15 to 20 hours of it like at harry potter world um just because like you can like you can hang out there you can like eat the food there and like you can take the train to hogsmeade like 
and like you can really just hang out there and there's like so much just going on like Becca had one of the uh, interactive wands so we use that you can actually interact with things in the area and it makes things happen um <laughs> it's just so cool um and wow. yes like as we're as we're talking about it as well in terms of like engaging with the next generation like soon like those kids like are gonna want to go well obviously they they already want to go to harry potter world at universal wow. um now's not the time <laughs> <laughs> um, as well as like they're they're constantly adding more things to it and so they're planning on opening a, a whole nother piece to it um the ministry of magic in a few years and so once that's done once hopefully like some of this is hopefully we've at least learned how to um i don't know man yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a whole lot of hopefully um but hopefully like we're able to actually engage with that with them um and actually like see like in the same way that Rebecca got to see my like just total delight uh, on my face as I walked in to like be able to just look at those kids' faces once they walk in um, and just seeing their response. I think that is, I think that's really kind of what makes Harry Potter and just like the, the fantasy realm so important mm-hmm. is that it's, it opens up a, a piece of our mind that mm-hmm. the day to day can't like, I mean, mm-hmm. you're walking down the street. If you just engage with everything as it like naturally is like, Oh, there's a tree. That's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. it gives us oxygen. It's but pretty like, neat. It, it sits there. Um, but then you think of like, uh, Lord of the Rings where the trees are like giant monsters or that they can move and stuff like that. Um, it like looks at the world in such a, a different way. And I think it, it's important in that, like, like you mentioned how Harry Potter kind of like laid the foundation for your like social justice views. Mm-hmm. Um, it allows us to see the world in a different way and it allows us to be prepared for change. Yeah. Like you, you, it, at this point, if you, I mean, you'd probably still be a little concerned if you saw someone flying on a broom past your window. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> it's not going to be like, like you won't just look at it and be like, I have no idea what's happening. It's like, well, okay, <laughs> I have a reference to this mm-hmm. because of my expanded view of the world through this fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Um, has this kind of transitioned? Like you said, you read Narnia. Have you like started mm-hmm. to go into like other types of fantasy media? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say some of my favorite, um, reading is just the general like sci-fi fantasy um that realm um and to an extent like tv like so a lot of like magician like type of stuff but also uh like uh like tv shows and stuff no, i'm i haven't gotten into like practicing magic magic tricks wow. and things like that so in case you're wanting to follow up on that i have no frame of reference <laughs> there um, that's okay my listeners i had a magician on a few episodes ago so oh. they can learn about magic in that episode so great check out that one if you haven't heard that yet um but yeah so it's definitely translated into like that is my favorite genre to read um, listen to because I do do audiobooks as well um, and just engage with um, and so I mean the most 
interesting series that I'm in right now, I think, is the uh, Stormlight Archives, um, which like is like a whole the the next book actually comes out this month. I don't know when this month. I think next week. Um, but it's this whole like element of like these people ha- are developing these powers that allow them to like fly, allow them to actually like heal and things like that and they're figuring out like oh this is something that has actually gone back generations like years and figuring out how to maneuver that while there's also like all this war and everything going on um but it's like all this fantasy and it's in a different like universe all that and um i mean if you're if you're interested in fantasy i i can't like I can't recommend this series enough. Like it's the Stormlight Archive, Brandon Sanderson. Give it a check. Interesting. So I think I think that's also important. Like obviously your love of Harry Potter is probably the deepest and most mm-hmm. ingrained in you. But like it really highlights uh, uh like I mentioned, the the love of 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 magic, the love of wonder, mm-hmm. like you said very early on in the podcast. Um I think that that says a lot about a person because I think it's really there. There are definitely people, and not putting them down at all, but like that need, that could only really see in the literal. And like mm-hmm. I'm partly in there. I, I've I've talked about in the past. Like I was on Facebook once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only been on it once. Um, <laughs> One time. But as I'm as on Facebook, and there's just some dumb thing where it basically like said, uh, "Close your eyes and picture an apple." And then open your eyes and there's like a different um, spectrum of mm-hmm. detail. Where did your picture line up? And mine was like the second least detail. There's like barely an <laughs> apple. And I, I said like, well, I, my imagination doesn't work that way where I can picture. And it's probably why I'm not very, I can't draw really well. Nah, I'm with you there. Um, but my, my creativity is a very different way. Um, but I think it shows like specifically for you and, and there's a lot of people like you, like the idea of being able to look into the world and see something completely different. I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. Like we mentioned one for making our society better, but two, just enjoying life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that definitely describes you as someone who enjoys life and can, can see like the, the wonder. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a good thing to kind of highlight now, looking to the future, you mentioned the next generation. Mm-hmm. How do you think Harry Potter will kind of last the test of time in a hundred years from now, if the world hasn't exploded? A hundred right. years from now, <laughs> people are still going to be consuming it the same way that you are. Like, what what do you kind of see the future for Harry Potter? Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because it's uh, I mean that that gets into it's the whole discussion of like whether a certain piece of work is a classic or not, um, and I think that I really do think that this series has like it's developed a strong enough of a following that like there's enough people that plan to share it with like their kids because I, I mean it's just it it really did blaze a trail in terms of fantasy. Like it was one of the most read fantasies um, out there. And I think that that just naturally 
leads into people wanting to share it um, with other people. Will it like last a hundred years from now? I have no idea. I hope so. Um, I really do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm not an expert on literary uh, classic, uh, <laughs> classics. Um, so, I mean, just based on like the elements and themes, like the friendship aspect, like the sense of wonder, the just ways that I have currently seen it passed on by people that have enjoyed it uh, on their own. My gut, my gut feeling says like, yeah, I'd, I'd say there's a good chunk of people, probably not as much now uh, as now, but that will, that will return it and share it with their kids who will share it with their kids and so on. Yeah. And I, I think in the, the one great thing about literature um, is that it never goes away. So mm-hmm. like, while it might be less popular, um, the good thing is it might fall into the hands of someone, a child 150 years from now Mm -hmm. who needs, that's what they need to read. Like that's what kind of helps them develop similar to how it helped you. Mm -hmm. Um, And what is kind of fun with literature also is like, we have no idea what the world's going to look like in 100, 150 years. Like it'd be crazy to think like what, what the, that, that story is, how the story ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even just thinking back to like the eighties, like we're in the time when the, when back to the future too, like that has us, that has us at this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, and some of the things came true, mm-hmm. which is crazy. The Cubs did win the world series. Yep. That was wild. Hoverboards kind of exist. Yeah. <laughs> Not to the same extent though. No. Like it's it's all like you gotta you gotta have a decent maybe like a centimeter off the ground at this point that I've seen. I don't know if you've seen more detailed ones, but Yeah, no. No, okay. yeah, no, it's basically it. Um there's also a lot less neon. Oh yeah. Um that was they definitely <laughs> were off on that. Yeah, they but... tried real hard um on that, which I mean they've got a like they knew that they weren't like selling a totally realistic version of yeah, yeah, the yeah. future. Like they knew that. Yeah. But I mean, I, th- I think that, 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 that definitely highlights like, we don't know what the future un- yeah. like holds. Um, but I think that's something that kind of, I think it's a good point to kind of like, and, and the conversation that Harry Potter, while it's a, a finished work, mm-hmm. it's impact. I think is going to keep growing as is grown on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting to see kind of where it goes and, uh, and it'll be interesting. Like, like you're my cousin, so I'm going to see mm-hmm. you for a while. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see like, not like in person, but impact. like, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Maybe. you live on the East coast. You, not, you yeah. live in a, a made up time period. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I sh- this is this this I'm I'm I, people listen to this all over the country. I have to tamper yeah, down you got to be careful on that. My disrespect for any other time period time zone other than central. <laughs> yeah, like that time uh, period. <laughs> also time living in 2020, you cannot yes. discount my 2020 experience. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, this is this has been the longest year ever. Mm-hmm. People might say, well, it's a standard leap year. No, no, mm-hmm. this has been. <laughs> 
I've aged significantly in mm-hmm. this in this time period. I mean, I saw a great meme the other day. Um, just because we're in the election time, like to the to the year that brought you six months of April. Welcome to the third Tuesday this week. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that didn't speak. It was like the the fourth, the four hundredth Tuesday. <laughs> by the time of it, like I yeah. Okay, enough election talk. Yeah. This is this is an evergreen podcast. We are. <laughs> this is gonna come out in a a post election world, and we'll stay in a post election world for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of to button this up, I just want to thank you, Alec, for sharing your experience, mm-hmm. sharing your your life, how you've how Harry Potter's affected you, and I think your story is similar to a lot of people. Um, and like I've always said, like the one thing about someone being passionate about something is they're going to want to share it. And I've, and knowing you, I mean, we haven't had such like a deep conversation about Harry Potter, but I very much knew your love of Harry Potter. And I mean, you're, you have at least one Harry Potter tattoo. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you thought about expanding on that? Uh, I have not, um, just because I haven't thought of expanding on tattoos in general, I've got, one small tattoo that's the nine and three quarters um that is in an easily hideable place on my forearm so that i can like still like go into professional settings and if i do want to roll up my sleeve a little bit it's still covered but um yeah that's where i'm at with that i'm just gonna say the one good thing about 2020 is tattoos are no longer taboo Mm -hmm. so i fully encourage you to get that full sleeve (laughs) Of Harry Potter themed uh, <laughs> theme work. Um, and on that note, uh, we talked about this before the podcast. Mm-hmm. You're not a public person, so you don't want like there's no reason for me to plug your social medias. But I do yeah. want to really highlight the the good work you're doing for the world and uh, how you are actually actively making the world a better place through social work and your past history working to fight human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um so if you have any questions or are interested in any of that aspect, you can definitely reach out directly to me and I can get in contact with Alec. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you wouldn't mind having conversations about someone who wants to actually make the world better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so been go- get a hold of the podcast. You can go on Instagram. You can go to What Do You Like Podcast. Um, on Twitter, you can go to at WDYL Podcast. Or you can check out our website at whatdoyoulikepodcast.com. Um, absolute pleasure to sit down and talk with you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I'll, I'll look at you through the Zoom box again in a few weeks for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone out there, uh, if you made this far, uh, I encourage you to, if you're excited about what has happened with the election, definitely be happy. If you're disappointed, that's all right, too. I just preach that we are unified and that we remember that every one of us are uh, an American citizen. We're a member of the United States community and we're also a member of the world. So to look at it, it's not a competition. We're just trying to make the world and our country a better place. Um, So on that note, I thank you all for listening and we'll see you.